Welcome to the Rise Inside podcast, hosted by Justin Starbird and powered by Rise Robotics. Listen as host Justin talks to experts from the Rise team about topics relating to mechanical engineering, industrial design, commercialization, and innovation. True collaborations work when ideas are integrated at inception to solve significant problems. Rise Inside brings together how the team continues to work with great folks to commercialize ideas. You're listening to the Rise Inside podcast. Here's your host, Justin Starbird. Welcome back to Rise Inside. My name is Justin Starbird. And this morning, I am probably most excited uh, for all the interviews that we've done for special guests to have John Strauss with me. He is a behind the scenes angel investor and advisor to young companies working uh, to commercialize technologies that solve hard problems. As, as I've been told, um, he is an entrepreneur, investor, and as Director of Business Development, Ken Gray said, uh, coach extraordinaire. So with that, uh, John, great to meet you. Thanks for joining me today. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. I just hope I'm worthy of the kind words here. <laughs> well, the so far. Me, the, teams like, the teams make me look good, if that's the case. <laughs> well, the teams make you look good, but um, from everything I've understood so far, you also do a great job of uh, advising uh, young leaders, too, that have uh, grand ambitions and that are hoping to make a difference. So, you know, with that, you know, tell me a little bit about uh, your role today. Well, the role today actually um, is that uh, as I work, I work with a fellow named Walt Winshaw, and Walt, Walt and I both have had the honor, privilege, and pain of serving in virtually every operational role in an, uh, in a startup, through, for my case, from startup through IPO, if you will, and so I've made a lot of mistakes, learned a lot of things. I was very young, I had a lot of, you know older white haired guys telling me stuff to do, some of which was good, some of which wasn't good, and a lot of stuff we just had to figure out. And so um, I really look forward to the opportunity of helping smooth the road out a little bit for some other folks that are that are taking this near impossible task of taking a new technology or a new idea and pioneering it into a new space. Um, it's, 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 it's a terrifying blast. <laughs> So, um, and, uh, and, and so it's, it's just a, a real joy for me to be able to help, help these, these guys and gals get the, get the obstacles out of the way. Yeah, and RISE has certainly uh, faced its fair share of um, obstacles over the last several years. Uh, and, you know, with that, what um, sort of role have you taken uh, to help advise uh, the leadership team here at RISE? Rise is really interesting. Um, the Rise team are some of the smartest, most creative people I have ever had the pleasure of working with. Um, and uh, just from a team dynamic standpoint, on their own, they had managed, before I came along, they had managed to sort of create this team cohesiveness that, that is almost unheard of. Um, amongst themselves um, in, in this effort to, 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 to move RISE forward. So for me, I mean, it's easy because of, you know, uh, of the huge respect I hold for all of them. 
um, as they push really hard in these things, if you know, if you tell a team like that that's ready to kill each other that 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 they're doing a better job than most others, they kind of look at you funny and say, "No, this is a really hard thing you guys are doing." And so, the basic when when things would get really hard, um, frankly, my coaching to them has been really simple. I would sit down and listen to what was going on, and then just remind everybody of the respect I have for all of them and the respect that I know they have for each other and use that as a basis mm -hmm. to sort of bring everything back into the room. Because over the years, I've learned that with people that, that we work with, we're solving a really hard problem that we really have to tough it out through the discussions of the things that we may disagree with to find out where's the dissymmetry of information, because that's usually what's going on. Yeah. Oh, Justin. Uh, uh, um, you didn't tell me they changed that law. <laughs> You're right. right. We got to move right. Or you know, it gets down to the oh, you like blue, I like green. This is silly. We'll let it be blue. We'll make it green next time. I don't care. But right. it's it's but with smart, intense, aggressive folk, which is really who the people. That's the the energy that drives these companies forward. Um. The hard part with some people is they want to disengage because they don't want to argue with so-and-so because he's just a pain. And it's like, but the, the point is he's looking for that other piece, of, he or she is looking for that other piece of information and you got to work through it respectfully. Mm -hmm. yeah. and, that's, and that's where I've seen over the years so many breakthroughs in my own work with others. And, um, and you know, but, but again, it's really about, um, uh, uh, reintroducing them to the respect that we all have for each other and the importance of what it is that we're doing. Um, frankly, I'd like to say that it's more complicated than that, but it's, but when you have the right people on the team, then, and then of course, you know, maybe I shouldn't, maybe you shouldn't discuss this that way with that person under those circumstances. There's all sorts of other inter interpersonal relationship stuff. Absolutely. That can be tweaked, but that's the that's the basic nut of it. And with Rise, it's really cool because those guys are so smart. Um, well, and that that's really the impetus of what's been behind your investment strategy too, right? It, from you know getting to know you a little bit and uh, learning more about your group, uh, you invest in people. Right. Yeah. The we are we are involved a lot in in. Um, in Techstars and the Techstars programs, and there's a, a few other in, in the country. But the thing that I personally really like the most about it is that um, instead of looking for a technology and building a team to exploit it, which is sort of a, a well tried and true method of developing things, um, this is more of a find a team of people that that have an idea they want to move forward. But it's clear that this is a team that's going to do something important. Mm -hmm. because there's lots of pivots along the road. And so um, I like it a lot professionally because that means um, we're coaching a team that's doing something, that's going to be building a company, building a culture, doing things the, the way that we think it may be, be done. And eventually, you know, we may be able to say, you know, I knew Justin when, and Justin's, you know, now the CEO of this multi-billion dollar thing, and you might take my call. <laughs> Um, hey, I'll, so, I'll, after knowing you now, I'll always take your call. <laughs> uh, but 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 that but that's 
Does that answer your question? Yeah. And, and so I wanted to follow up with that because, you know, what did you see in Aaron and Blake and Tomas and Kyle that led you to, uh, you know, led you to, to, you know, see their vision and then, you know, stay with them for so long? Well, Walt saw it first. I remember uh, I was on a board with Walt and, and he shows me this 10 second video of, of, of somebody from a standing start jumping up on top of, I think, a five foot tall box because the guys had developed a spring to put in the heels of your shoes. <laughs> so, you know, the equivalent of a 20 inch long leaf spring, they figured out how to make it into a little package. Mm -hmm. uh, because actually, I mean, the, the, rise, the rise guys, their whole thing, this, you have to ask them, but the way I have it in my brain organized is that they got together to build exosuits, like Iron Man suits, mm -hmm. not robots so much as the human, they wanted to be the human inside kind of thing. And then sorted the problems from the hardest to the easiest and then started attacking the problems. So why don't we, why don't we have really good Iron Man suits? What's in the way? <laughs> and, and so, um, this is, again, this is my construct of what I've seen of the Rise guys. I mean, you need to verify it from them because this is my, this is my, my story of them. Yeah. Um, and, and so in doing that, so we saw the spring thing and then talked to them about that. And then the other thing is it's muscles. We can't figure out the muscles. And so we could do hydraulics are really strong, but you have to have this huge tank of oil and this big pump and something to power it. Or you could do... Pneumatics, that's great. Pneumatic cylinders, you can do really great stuff, but somewhere you have to have a compressor or a tank of right. nitrogen or something to move. So that's where they moved into the, well, we need to figure out how to solve this, what, what I call the, uh, the motor to motion problem to, to as quickly and efficiently as they can create linear movement for the muscles. And, um, and so the current, the current chunk of technology that's being that's being um, commercialized really has to do with a, this is, I don't know which generation it is of a, how do you solve this motor for motion thing? Looking at efficiency, looking at uh, strength, looking at reliability. Um, and um, so that's how we got to here. But again, the cool part is this is like only one part of who the rise guys are and where I expect them to go over, over the, the near mid and long term because the rest of that vision is still there with them and, right. and, and the discipline that they have about uh, quality and safety and engineering is, is, is pretty cool as they continue to build the team. Is that responsive? <laughs> That's great. <laughs> you know, and, and dives into so many other areas to, to follow up on, because like you said, this is only one component of the, of the initial vision of taking, you know, everyday movements and turning that into an Ironman suit and then realizing that that was going to be, you know, not just creating a new product that didn't have and creating a market for the product, but then creating a whole other, um, you know, recreation potential market that didn't exist either. And now, you know, there are some near misses, I say, uh, you know, where technology from the spring, technology from the compressor, and here we are now onto the, the cylinders that, you know, there's a real commercial viability to it. Not that those weren't good products or that we couldn't commercialize them, the, the, but the need wasn't uh, created in the same way. You know, what are your thoughts now as to, you know, taking the cylinders and, and installing them into a lift gate? Well, uh, can I go back a second? Yeah, yeah, of because, course. Um, because I, I, 
strongly disagreed. The, the spring got to a point and it still exists and it's there and it will be back in my opinion. Yeah. Um, we then remember we then now we have a new technology that didn't exist. We have like a cell phone and it's 1960. I mean, and this is a really interesting thing that happens a lot in companies. Um, I'll divert for a second. You've got a thing and you know the and you study the part and you study the customer's problem and you've done all this stuff and you've got these pesky investors that say, yeah, but do you have an order from the customer? And you're like, yeah, but here's what the money and here's the money they save and here's here's how big their problem is. Yeah, but and and it's like time out. Here's what the investors should say and they don't say. <laughs> we believe, well, maybe they don't. In my case, it's like, I believe you and I trust you. We just don't know how smart or stupid your customers are. <laughs> right. So the fact that we someone we need to find out whether a customer will spend a dollar on this um, doesn't mean we don't believe that the thing is important or that it doesn't work because these are different problems. Right. So rise one thing it was like so we have this new technology people haven't ever been able to do this this is like a new screw or a new a new or you know a new wheel a new basic way of doing things and they're hard to get people to adopt and so how do we demonstrate this in a way that would be nice if it made money so the compressor was one aspect of that which is really cool um the compressor did another really important thing he says choosing his words carefully um, we had a lot of interest of what to do with the compressor and how to work it and how to li and to license it and how to make do relationships around it. And the team learned a ton in that process. And at the end, um, didn't do a bad deal. And some say, well, well, I mean, that didn't work. I'm like, it worked great. You guys had a trial by fire and then you made the right decision at, at the end and learned all about how to do deals in and so that will serve us all really well moving into the future and so fast forward uh, now can you stop for just there sure. for a second because because i feel like you know that's a piece of knowledge and information that we can pull out because not making the deal sometimes is the best deal Absolutely. and and a lot of times early stage companies make a deal because their investors are short-sighted or only focused as you you and i were talking about offline you know they're only looking for uh, the most equity at the less at least amount of of um you know price possible and they're going to take any any measure to do that so how uh, you know and these guys it, these guys being still relatively young um, in the process, uh, you know, a few years out of school for sure, but it's still still early in that that not a lot of um, commercialization experience yet. How did you, you know, create that trust to say, hey, you know, we're back, we're behind you, we're, we support you, we see your vision, but if we do a deal like this, it's going to end up, you know, uh, cannibalizing other things. Or actually, I think I said this will crush your souls. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Well, thank you for being more specific. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> if you do that sort, if you do that deal, it will crush your souls. Yeah. Um, and 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 Walt and I were at the team's invite. We're highly involved in 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 the discussions. I mean, we're very clear that it's the it's their company. 
and they're in charge. So all I think all I don't even think we needed to do anything except make sure the circumstances were presented so that there weren't pressures and assumptions. A lot mm -hmm. of people do jump to conclusions. This is a little bit about how people think and um, well, the investors want us to do X. Well, have you asked your investor? <laughs> Check yeah. it out. Well, they're really going to want, okay, that's a, I'm like, Ken's heard this. That's a hypothesis. Could you hold on? That's an important one. Yep. Don't call it fact. Check it out. And so they get all the information and they talk it through and they're worried that, you know, it's like a kid that says, well, you think I should go to graduate school? I'm like, I don't care what you do. If you want to go, go. If you don't want to go, great. I'm, you know, it's like, it's, there's this thing that the teams do. It's natural. Sure. Um, with their advisors and they think they should do something. But it's one of my top five things for coaching CEOs. If you think you're doing thing something because that's what you should be seen doing, please don't do that. Right. Yeah. That is the biggest flag. And, and I have some folks where, you know, the, the chips are down, something happens in an instant and they make a really good decision that, you know, somebody else might look at it and be horrified. And I'm like, that's what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. And in other cases, they're like, well, what would people think? I said, Remember when you did that other one? That was just absolutely the right decision. Well, but and, and, and to that point, you know, so many people are afraid to make decisions, not realizing that, you know, that decision is only going to be incremental. Yes, it could it could have a visionary or, a, you know, a long term effect. But, you know, one thing that I, you know, I learned advising CEOs and working with companies as well is that um, people pivot all the time. And mm -hmm. and uh, you're you know, one of the best things that you could ever do is change your mind. Um yeah. And, and so having the opportunity to, you know, uh, see, see that and have that vision, I mean, I, it must have um, been really neat to be a part of that group as you, you know, said, hey, it's going to crush your souls. Um, and we're, let's, let's, uh, let's hold off because we yeah, still remember, believe I just did the crush your soul part. It's their, it's their decision right. to decide whether they want to hold off, not mine. Right. <laughs> but, but seeing them make that decision and then, and then um, wait, and I mean, they've had to be patient too um, to, to get to the next commercialization opportunity. Yeah, but to loop it back to the first point, then having made that decision, I'm pretty paternalistic. I don't know what the right word is. If someone looks at that process as somehow having failed, I get a little grumpy about it because yeah. that's not appropriate because the team learned, they worked really well under a high amount of pressure. They figured out a bunch of stuff. It's a great skill. You don't teach this stuff in business school, even with a case, I mean, it's like a case study live, you know? Right. And, and they have all that behind them for the next time. Mm -hmm. and, and, they didn't do, and they didn't do a bad deal per se. They didn't do it, I won't say bad deal. They didn't do a deal that wasn't optimal for them. And, and where so, does that patience for you and by extension, Walt, come from? Why, why do you have that patience with, uh, you know, with some of your investments? Well, a lot of people say we're not very patient. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, but, um, well, in this case, well, you, you're it, comes from, it, it comes from having it comes from having done it. Well, because. Um, well, what you what you. What you learn, the, the really interesting part about how, I mean, how to do a really good deal with a partner is that you learn what everybody 
in another company, we do we we do a process for building large construction projects, and the, and the and the magic there that we that we now trade in is getting the team together before the project even starts to figure out what it is that you want, what's the mission, where are you going, who are the who are the stakeholders, how many resources do you have, and gathering all that stuff together. So if we get to advise a company at the very beginning, we get to help them with stuff like culture. Well, this may not matter now, but down the road, this is going to matter a lot. And, you know, and, you know, today it's, it's, it's you and the dog in the garage. But as soon as you take and it's your company, but as soon as you take a dollar from Ken, it's 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 your Ken's company. And then, you know, and then then you're responsible for the employees and their families so if we screw up we're going to maybe have to lay somebody off and mm -hmm. it's like it's the old adage if you don't have kids you don't know as a parent well it's like if you've never had to lay anybody off you don't. it's like you don't know i'm not talking about firing people firing people sometimes has to happen and if it's done properly it's good for the people and for the company and but but when we as management have screwed up and then we have to go take jobs away from people that trusted us to be leaders. There is nothing worse than that. So um, and so, you know, it's so if we can help move the, move things in the right direction to avoid some of those things. So, yeah, that's where the patience comes from, because persistence is persistence is a huge part of the game. And so, you know, I think our patience is in support of their persistence. Is that yeah? No, that, answer? that's a it's a great answer. And and I, um, you know, one of the things that I keep coming back to or thinking about is, uh, you know, collaborations that uh, you know you can help foster for the guys here, at Rise and, and our team here, and and what that's led to with the partnership with Anthony Anthony Liftgates um, and. You know what um you know what's going on in that space you know what has what has your input um you know what have you given for input you know for this well the the big picture um and i credit walt i credit walt for his great ability to to, to, to hyper focus and what we want to be able to do and we want to support our teams in doing is um uh, and I think this is, uh, Walt will know who this came from. This is from, uh, I think, uh, uh, Mr. Colbert from Colbert from KKR. I think it's where Walt attributes it to, but I might not be correct in that. The thing is, in, in the, we're flexible about how to do a thing. We've got a new technology and we're looking for someone to integrate this new technology into their core business. Because to add on, you don't get the benefits. You don't. You can't sort of stick a battery in the back of an old car and call it a hybrid. That doesn't work. These are new technologies that that, that are best used integrated into something else. Which means mm -hmm. that a partner either we do it ourselves, or we find a partner that's going to take a leap of faith and figure out how to really do this. And what we need to do is figure out how to be incredibly flexible in how we put the structure of that arrangement together that respects the other party, what their needs are, what their resources are, what their desires and vision and everything is, what their capabilities are, um, and not just say, we have this cookie cutter approach to how we're gonna do a deal. Um, 
the Anthony guys, um, it's a multi-generational, extraordinarily well-run, in my opinion, uh, company that's done a great job of, of uh, building and, 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 and sustaining a business, um, a family business for multiple generations, which is very rare. Um, um, they're smart, um, they're careful, um, and, uh, and they wanted to make sure that, you know, everything, so the parameters that they bring to the, to the, to the play, um, you know, they know their customers, they know that industry. We wanted to partner with a leader in an industry that we wanted to move into because we have a new technology, but what we don't know is we don't know what we don't know about their industry. So um, it's a lot of words here, but the key is um, it took a long time to get a deal right with those guys. We're really glad we took the time um, and it's taken a long time to pull the machine together as, uh, and make sure that you know, we got it where we want it to be. Um, um, to say that that machine is special, I, th I think this, this, it's, it's borderline incredible. Um, in the beginning, the, uh, I'll, I'll tell a little story. In the beginning, when they came for a demo, yep. this is on a lift gate, right? The rise system is actually so efficient that they were powering it on two, two little RC airplane batteries were like taped to the side of this thing. Now it's used to running on a bunch of fat car batteries, right? Right. I'm like, right. lose the RC batteries, put the car batteries there, because they're not going to believe you. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, it's like, so, but, so it's, so anyway, the answer, I'm really, the, the, the deal with Anthony's gone really well. Um, they've done a great job. Um, um, we all wish it, uh, you know, we all wish it could go faster, but they also have had the discipline of saying, yeah, let's make sure we get it right. And, um, well, that goes and, back to what you said about a well-run, you know, company that, you know, is, is, um, thoughtful in how they, you know, do things. And, you know, you just made another really good point about, uh, having uh, an opportunity to be integrated into something else. And that's where the best use case comes from. You know, thinking forward, you know, beyond the partnership with with Anthony today, you know, what is your vision for Rise in the coming years? Oh uh, well, first of all, it's 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 Rise's vision. But what I want to see, what I want to see, what I'd love to see happen is, um, simply put, something like the lift gate until someone actually sees the application and sees what goes on and sees what the technology does and sees that it's reliable and it performs the way that we, we tell them that we say that it will, um, they're not going to take the risk to integrate it into some new technology. Right. So the, one of my favorite things about early stage technology, uh, these new things is that there's a killer app someplace, right? And everybody's out trying to find the killer app. I contend that no team, no matter how smart, is likely to guess the killer app out of the gate. Mm -hmm. However, what we can do is create the situation where we accident upon the killer app. So we can greatly increase the odds that we will find 
the application because it goes into the I, I didn't I didn't prep for this question, but the way I describe it is, you know, who knew that that thing that that, that Justin and Ken were doing three years ago would turn into this, you know, and it's like you couldn't have imagined it per se, or somebody did, but maybe we didn't. So commercially, we want obviously the technology to be adopted and used um, uh, safely and effectively and commercially successfully so that it creates revenue and more and more resources to, to continue to develop other technologies at rise and continue to move other things forward. Um, you know, we're going, we're moving next into very big, very, very hard things that use tons of energy that we can figure out how to, um, uh, how to uh, greatly reduce the energy usage and greatly improve their carbon footprint and uh, their performance. And since, since we effectively use considerably less than half the energy um, of the hydraulic systems, um, you know, we can double runtime or do some other things. But the fun parts is it'll make something happen that couldn't be done before. And we just don't know what that is yet. Um, so to me, yeah, put the places, pieces in place, uh, let the company become more and more successful, create more resources for the creativity of this team and new members to be added to the team, their creativity to do stuff that we get to go. How cool is this? We could never have thought of it in the future. That's part of the terrifying blast that you said at the beginning, right? That's uh, it's, you know, you don't know where it's going to go. And, and it is so exciting to be on the journey. Exactly, exactly. Well, I'm very thankful to have had the opportunity to have you on today and, and get to know you a little bit better and hear your perspective over the last several years and, and what it means to you and the team um, and uh, all the input that, that you've had uh, that's, you know, led to some of the successes today. So, John, thank you so much for joining me. Well, thanks for talking with me. <laughs> all right. It's been, uh, been great having you. Until next time. You've been listening to the Rise Inside podcast presented by Rise Robotics. On behalf of our guest today and host Justin Starbird, thank you for listening. Please share your feedback on our LinkedIn page, linkedin.com slash company slash rise dash robotics.